1: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield.
3: Day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so today we have State Representative Burroughs on the show. He's the chair of the House Ways and Means Committee. Also, we have Mike Cox. He's the legislative director for the Texas State Rifle Association. We're gonna get an update from the TSRA. And also, Felicia is gonna let us know what GOA is up to as well. We're getting all the gun groups together talking about what we can do and make sure we defend our Second Amendment rights. All right, so let's get right into it because the show, we don't have much time. Let's welcome to the show State Representative Just, uh, Dustin Burroughs. State Rep. Burrows, how you doing, yeah, and I appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, Dustin, uh, you know, State Rep., tell us a little bit about yourself uh, because we're so excited to have you on the show because you came to our rescue uh, this uh, this week.
4: Well, look, I was born and raised in uh, Lubbock, Texas. Uh, I chaired House and Ways and Means Committee last session. I worked mostly on property taxes, continue to work on property taxes, and obviously a big uh, supporter of the Second Amendment and our right of self-protection. And so proud to get to come on the show and proud to get to do what we did over the last uh, you know, few days. It's amazing. It was only that long ago. All
3: right. So, man, uh, this week we had a— uh... Just craziness all around the country. You know, we have in California, and Gary's going to tell us about that, our intern, you know, what's going on in California, what's going on in Phoenix, Arizona, because we had gun stores being shut down in California. We had gun stores being shut down in other parts of the country. And so in Texas, you know, we took a stand. Uh, I actually had um, the city sent the police and the code enforcement, also the fire marshal, to my shop, Central Texas Gunworks you know, to tell us that we were not in an essential business and that we had to shut down. And I refused to do that. I refused to shut down because, you know, the second amendment is very important. You're gonna need food, you're gonna need water, you're gonna need uh, medical care, and you're gonna need your firearm to protect you because you're gonna be your own first responder. And so I refused to shut that down and and turn my customers away because I felt that, you know, as a community, we need to take care of each other and protect each other. So that happened yeah. this week. And thanks to, you know, State Representative Burroughs, uh, you actually sent a request into the AG's office. How did that come about, sir?
4: Yeah. So, Mike, you don't have to shut down and you made the right choice. And I appreciate that. Um, you know, I started looking at these orders across the state as they were coming in and even in my own backyard. And I realized that, you know, while some of our mayors were defining uh, country clubs and liquor stores and uh, other things as non-essential and keep talking about releasing uh, criminals. They were also at the same time, you know, by the definition, wanting to shut down gun stores. And uh, I realized, number one, they shouldn't do that because I'm a firm believer in the second amendment and you know, it is the backstop for all the other amendments out there. But also there is a bill and a law that we passed uh, that precludes mayors from being able to do this. We kind of had the foresight and said that you know there might be a situation where some of these more progressive you know ideologies get in place and they try to use it to basically outlaw guns, gun stores, gun ranges, things of that nature. So I wrote the attorney general and I said, you know, attorney general Paxton, uh, here's the law that we passed. I don't think uh, that these mayors and county judges can shut down these types of stores because of it. And I hope you'll agree with me. Uh, 72 hours after he received the letter maybe even less than 72 hours, he came back and agreed and said that cannot be done. So obviously a huge win and a huge victory in the face of what we've been seeing going on, not only across the country, but right in our own backyards.
3: Right, because in Texas, we have a preemptive law where your counties or cities and municipalities cannot come up with stricter gun laws than the state You know has. You know That's up to the state legislators to regulate the use of firearms. And also we have the Hurricane Katrina bill That went into effect as well. That says, "Hey, you know, you can't just come on. You just, you just can't confiscate someone's firearms." And so we have these laws in place, and it's for this situation right here. Uh, When we're in a situation where you don't know what's going to happen, you're not sure that if you call for help, you call for the police, they're going to come and save you. You're going to have to be your own first responder. So that's what it was designed for, you know. And I, our forefathers knew this, and that's why they had this Second Amendment as the second, you know, to protect all of our constitutional rights.
4: Yeah. yeah I mean, Would look, you, I, you know, first? I totally agree with that. And, you know, gun control is never about the gun. It's usually just about control. And uh, here's the thing, right? If if we actually want to say this is also another victory, not just for the Second Amendment, it's a victory for the rule of law. These bills were in place. These laws were in place. And we can't just abandon the rule of law and allow mayors or county judges to disregard it uh, just because it's convenient, just because it's an emergency situation. So when Ken Paxton announced his ruling, it was clearly a victory for all of us who feel that the Second Amendment is what we say it is, that it's an important right, it's a fundamental right, uh, it's enshrined in the Constitution, but also that we realize that the rule of law prevails and you can't just ignore it. And that's uh, really important to those of us who know that's what separates us from maybe some third-world dictatorships.
3: That's right. And you know what? We come back from the break. Um, I want to have uh, the legislative director for the Texas State Rifle Association to come in on the conversation because there's some people that were working behind the scenes to make all this stuff work uh, because we also had something come down from the federal government, from D.C., where um, the Homeland Security made an announcement yesterday stating that, hey, gun stores and gun manufacturers are essential businesses and you cannot shut them down and that's going to help everyone all the gun stores and manufacturers across the country and that's important because that came from homeland security um, we're going to talk about that we come back from the break we're going to get mike cox in on the conversation i think he has some questions for the representative here because he's the chair of the the house ways and means committee for um the texas state Capitol there in the house and so he has some questions for him to, and they answer your questions as well We come back from the break. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Peace. This is Maj Pure. You're listening to Come and Talk It Radio with
1: Michael Cargill.
4: talk 1370
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk it and now here's Michael Cargill
3: That's right we're back we're in the command and control center we're all doing our social distancing here a little bit um <laughs> We have uh, on the phone, we have on Skype uh, State Representative Dustin Burroughs. He's the chair of the House Ways and Means Committee. Also, we have on the phone Mike Cox. He's the legislative director for the Texas State Rifle Association. So let me bring into the conversation Mike Cox. How you doing, sir?
5: I'm good. Thank you very much for inviting me here. It's a real honor to be on with uh, Representative Burroughs. Uh, He's our hero of the day.
3: Yes, sir, he is. And... And, you know, and Mike, you know, the Texas State Rifle Association has been, you know, been working behind the scenes on helping gun stores and gun manufacturers in Texas to make sure that we didn't have to close down during this uh, coronavirus uh, epidemic and also, you know, COVID-19. So I want to thank you, you guys, Texas State Rifle Association also, as well as the, the representative here for stepping forward and helping out.
5: Well, you know it all came together it it really was excellent timing and uh it's real hard to follow representative Burroughs cuz he had a very succinct summary there and even and what you said also michael talking about preemption is such an important uh issue but we were we were just overwhelmed with uh resp- requests from our members for clarity and because of uh and i agree by the way with governor Abbott's – uh He, you know, his approach to it, leaving it all to, you know, we're so large geographically, and we're not all affected. We don't have the same infection rates. rates. So he, you know, he trusted Texans to do the right thing. But he, he, the mayors and the county uh, leaders, uh, yikes, they came forward with a patchwork of restrictions and everything. And I am so glad that Representative Burroughs took a Uh, Academic interest to this, and said, "Wait a minute, do they have the authority to do that?" And he's look at his memory and his and these laws that were already in place. And as you said, Michael, they're very well uh, well motivated laws. Either the Constitution protects us, or it doesn't. And we had uh, these laws in place by past wonderful legislators that had that had worked on that. And uh, and his question. his question was just spot on, uh, you know, it was a preemption question, you know, does uh, those cities and counties have the authority to restrict, you know, uh, the transfer of firearms, e- even during a national disaster. So I just can't thank you enough, Representative Burroughs, so your timing was perfect. And I just want more to comment on what you said there about the, the rapid turnaround at AG. This is an example right here, of why it's so important to support these good leaders and to back them and support them and help them any way we can because do you realize an AG could have held that ruling for 180 days a bad AG that's, that's... you know uh, 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 in uh, in service of the black of the dark side could have uh could have held that ruling and momentum would have been missed you there's so much wisdom in what you did and I just can't thank you enough. I feel like I'm babbling because I'm so proud to be talking to you on this radio show, Representative Burroughs. And thank you so much from our members. We we allied up with uh, U.S. Law Shield. Did a very nice, uh, put a very nice uh, Edwin Walker. Put a real nice uh, YouTube video up explaining the law. We Texas Public Policy Foundation was looking into this very heavily on. And that, you know, that conservative think tank's very powerful. And we allied up with the national shooting sports. And, uh, and of course, the NRA was ever-present. And we had, we had sent a letter to the governor. We were predicting that he will have to do a, a statewide lockdown, and we still don't know if he will or not, on March the 23rd, asking for inclusion of all of these things in the you know, businesses, retail businesses, farms, ranges, and everything. And we had sent him that letter on the 23rd, and golly, on the 24th, he made your request for that for that clarity from the state. Help these all these different local government subdivisions do their writing. They're, I'm sure they're all going. Don't you think this weekend they're going through clarifying and amending, and we'll get more stability come out on the Monday. I'll stop right now and let you. Hey,
3: Representative Burroughs, uh, yeah, so Mike had a question for you. Uh, You know, how did this this turnaround come around so fast from the AG?
4: Well, yeah, first, I mean, Ken Paxton is one of my heroes. By the way, so is the TSRA. I'm a lifetime member, big supporter of you guys. You do phenomenal work, and you're a great resource to all of us in the legislature. When you guys put an alert out, uh, we really do pay attention. But yeah, look, you know, The day I sent my letter, you may have noticed, Dallas County actually went through and amended uh, their order. I think that somebody in their legal department, and all these cities and counties have vast legal departments, but they looked through it and they said, I think they said, you know, I get it. We probably need to add that. There's probably a variety of mayors and county judges who had their orders written for different reasons. Some of them probably were just using templates, didn't realize the impact on gun stores. Uh, Some of them probably did and did it that way for a particular reason. Um, I would hope that all of them go through and make a clarifying order because it's been very, very clear on this and that they don't actually decide they're just going to... uh, uh, you know, not care about the rule of law. I mean, that was the part I talked about, you know, in the last segment. That is such an important fundamental cornerstone of our society as we have laws and they're going to be followed, you know, the same as the Second Amendment. I mean, these are the type of things that, you know, are the backbone of what our society in America is versus all of the other countries around the world that don't have a constitution, that don't actually observe the rule of law, that, you know, fall in, you know, to basically have dictators telling them what they do on their whims and fancies. So I think that's very important, and I'll look forward to seeing. And, you know, perhaps we don't get them Monday. Some might be stubborn. Some might not want to do it because the state's telling them to do it. But I think those that actually respect it will go ahead and clarify what their declaration is and make sure that uh, gun stores can stay open without threat of uh, you know, force or otherwise from uh, our cities and counties.
3: And, and Mike, um, can you tell us how the National Shooting Sports Foundation stepped in to assist also in this fight?
5: You know, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of people that don't really understand or don't recognize the National Shooting Sports Foundation for the value because you're a member of them as a retail store owner. Uh, they're mostly on the retail side. They represent the, the, the retail side of the gun industry. But, like you just mentioned right now, that on March the 27th, the Department of Homeland Security, you know, declared firearms, uh, ammo manufacturers and retails as, cri- as uh, critical in your definition of essentials. Now, that department of – this is a national shooting force, so they work at the federal level, but they were working closely with the NRA ILA on these recommendations to the Department of Homeland Security. Now, those recommendations are guidelines, that's not the law. That's not as critically important to us as Representative Burrow's opinion and, and that opinion statement. Uh, it's got a little more clout in Texas uh, to our to our city attorneys and county attorneys. And the Department of Homeland Security would really uh, really have effect for these states uh, during the statewide lockdowns. But the National Shooting Sports Foundation is an invaluable resource. Now, mostly their customers are retail businesses, but they work very closely with uh, uh, state organizations. They're very close with Texas State Rifle Association, and we just value their input tremendously. One of the things they help us do is we were doing an inventory of ra- of shooting stores, gun stores that were closed down. So we had compiled a list of the different orders and the compliance in the different counties. That statistic it's very valuable for them to see because you could have a county, you could have Austin, uh, uh, Travis County, and you could have uh, Central Texas Gunworks is going to stay open, but ten others are going to close for fear of uh, because they don't have as good of legal advice or anything like that. When well, National Shooting Sports is very invaluable as a member, you can contact them and say, "Where's my risk? How's this? How's what's your interpretation of this?" And that they provide that to you. So anyway. I think that answered your question. I can't uh, tell you enough yeah. good things about them. Uh,
3: and then let me bring it to the conversation, Felicia Bull, who's with uh, GOA. Uh, Felicia, you know what? What's your take on all this? Because GOA has been stepping up as well.
0: Yeah. So we have been really working with our community and making sure that they understand the laws. That if they need assistance, um, we are providing clarity. Um, National GOA was working with the administration to make sure that gun stores were deemed essential and um, essentially just making sure that everyone has clarity. And if anyone needed assistance, that we are here for them as a resource and uh, for all of our members. Um, It's been, it's been really interesting to watch how the different areas of Texas are affected because I run the GOA Texas Facebook group. And so every time a city or counties, releases an ordinance there, everyone's always asking us to, to make sure that it's legal and they're not going to get in trouble. So we're just providing basically like boots on the ground, ground game assistance to, to our members and just helping everyone kind of get through this unprecedented situation.
3: Yeah. Cause I had to remind people, you know, I, I have to practice what I preach because when the situation happened at my store, when, you know, the police showed up, uh, the, the fire marshal and the code enforcement. You know, I immediately the first thing I did was call my attorney. You know, mm-hmm. I and you have to practice what I preach. You know, call my attorney, get my attorney on the phone, and then, you know, go from there and, and follow the advice of my attorney, which is Texas and US Law Shield. So, you know, I, I have to take my own advice and I, I you know want everyone to do the same thing because yes, we have to stand up, we have to stand strong, but you also want to get legal advice in these situations as well. Because you don't you're you're not gonna serve you know yourself any good if you're behind bars. You know, so definitely always get legal advice.
5: And, and what's the value of this uh, opinion? And the timing of it is so perfect uh, because that's going to give your lawyer ammunition in your defense that they can use very valuable clarity on this thing. It just, it's just I uh, I can't stress enough on how important that was. And uh, like I said, the timing couldn't couldn't have been better.
3: Right. And then, Representative Burroughs, you have anything for uh, for the people?
4: Yeah, look, I mean, when you start reading these articles and you see some of the, uh, uh, gun control activists, the people that really are against the things we believe in, commenting on this, uh, Moms Demand Action Texas, uh, Gun Sense or whatever they call themselves, realize that, I mean, there's still a fight probably brewing in the background. They're probably still trying to exert some of their, uh, public pressure to the extent they can. Uh, they're big, you know, lobbied groups that have lots of money, usually from the East Coast and Left Coast. And uh, But this AG's opinion should shut them down and shut everyone else down. And by the way, if any gun stores actually you know, have issues where, like yours did, after this orders come out, I'd love to hear from them. I'd love for them to give you know, my office a call, message me on Facebook, uh, do something like that, because I'd like to know about it. Since uh, we got these down, I want to make sure that they're actually being enforced and uh, it doesn't become a political game and the law being followed.
3: Right, because a lot of them did shut, they did shut down, uh, and so hopefully with this, you know, they can reopen and we won't have that issue anymore. Um, I want to thank uh, Representative Burroughs, who's the chair for the House Ways and Means Committee uh, for the Texas House. also want to thank Mike Cox, he's the legislative director for Texas State Rifle Association, uh, for coming on the show and breaking this all down to us. We come back from the break, we're going to talk about... Uh, the coronavirus some update numbers around the country we're also going to talk about the global gun news this is michael cargill and you are listening to come and talk it
6: this is Brittany glaze and i get my global gun news from michael cargill on come and talk it
4: Talk 1370, the right
0: choice.
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. We're talking all things firearms. Now, here's Michael Cargill.
3: Now it's time for GGN Global Gun News. Global Gun News, sponsored by Central Texas Gunworks, the largest online gun store in Texas. In the news...
6: Okay, a state representative from Lubbock, Texas, Dustin Burroughs, has asked Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton whether gun shops are considered an essential business. With the shelter-in-place order now in effect, certain cities, such as Austin, do not list gun retailers as essential. However, in his letter, A.G. Paxton says no municipality may prohibit the sale of firearms through an emergency declaration that excludes firearm retailers as essential businesses. One such gun store in the Austin area, Michael Cargill, owner of Central Texas Gunworks, declared that he has no plans of shutting down operations despite receiving a visit from the Austin Police Department, the file, the fire marshal, and code enforcement. In Maine, the Knox County Sheriff's Office is investigating an incident involving a number of men with firearms who cut down a tree and then used it to block a driveway in what appears to be an alleged attempt to quarantine the people residing at the residence. The group of men left the area before police arrived. However, the police say there is no current threat to the public. Black Wing Shooting Center in Delaware, Ohio has taken a new approach to helping curb the spread of coronavirus while still staying in business. Curbside gun pickup. Shop owners say the effort is, is a way to keep customers and employees safe while keeping the shop open. Customers still have to pass background checks and fill out pa- the proper paperwork beforehand. The only difference being they must stay in their vehicle instead of waiting inside the store itself. The Blackwing shooting, the Blackwing shooting range and training classes are still closed until the stay-at-home order is lifted. That's your global gun news. I'm Gary Faust.
3: Man, I tell you, I like that drive-through gun store. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, everybody. <what about laughs> oh, that? That's good, Gary. Yeah, yeah. They, they took, they stole my idea. Drive-through gun stores. All right, so let me go to Zach. Zach, I want you to tell us, give us some numbers. What's going on with the coronavirus? The COVID nineteen, the 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 what is the president calling it?
7: That's from China. It's from China. China. The Chinese <laughs> virus is what we call <laughs> right. it. Right. Huh? So, uh, give me some yeah, numbers. So, yeah, what are the numbers? Yeah, numbers are uh looking uh pretty big these days, real big. So right now we have about 718,000 confirmed cases. And in the last 24 hours uh, worldwide, they've gone up by over 55,000 cases. And we in the U.S., we lead the number of confirmed cases right now at 139,000. And we increase that by to You have to remind people that you
3: know, I I don't believe China's numbers. I think China, you know, that communist yeah. country, they're lying about the numbers altogether.
7: Absolutely, so yeah. I think Allegedly. their numbers are going to be yeah. a lot
3: greater than what they're actually saying.
7: Yeah, and uh, so China, what they're saying right now is they only have forty five new confirmed cases in the last twenty four hours, <laughs> with one point four eight five billion people. They only have 45 new cases. Well, I mean, they are really trying to curb these cases. They're actually welding people's doors shut in their homes so they can't leave. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, and another really funny thing about these Chinese numbers that they're putting out. So they say that there have only been 81,000 cases and 3,300 deaths. Yet there are thousands upon thousands of urns that are going into these hard-hit cities. Tens of thousands of urns, okay? And they have hundreds of thousands of mobile incinerators. So just uh, think about that a little bit. And also, from last quarter to this quarter, they have seen a drop of 21 million cell phones. Mm. 21 million cell phones have gone off now. And every Chinese citizen is required to have a cell phone. There, You can't not have a cell phone. Every cell phone has to run this program called WeChat, which is the government, government communist program where you have to do all your messaging. You have to pay for everything through that and it tracks you everywhere you go. And speaking of the tracking, we are actually doing that here on US soil and the name of coronavirus tracking. Now all cell phones are being tracked by the government and they are saying that the, uh, the data is, you know, it's just, just metadata, but it's really just your IMEI, which is actually linked to your phone. So, you know, it sounds like it's just metadata, but it's got all your information on it. So that's something to think about. And in hospitals.
3: What what are the numbers, the numbers like in Texas and Travis County?
7: Last I looked in Travis County, I think there were 178 confirmed cases. Now, up in Dallas, uh, uh, there are over 500, but that doesn't count Fort Worth or the other suburbs. And in this Travis County cases, it's just Travis County, it's 178. That's not all the uh, 2,550 in Texas. Wow. Okay.
3: Man, and and felicia cool. what's your your take on all this felicia
0: i mean i'm just worried about the economy at this point <laughs> um i wonder how much longer people will actually be willing to stay in their homes and not go to work yeah. and not be able to work so i mean i'm i'm lucky enough to be able to work from home um everything is closed so i don't have anywhere to go um but i'm interested to see what's going to happen because you can't shut down one of the largest economies In the world for months on end and expect people to just be okay with that no matter how many trillions of dollars the united states government votes um to use to stimulate the economy um because then taxes are just going to go up and it's going to prolong the recession so i'm interested to see what happens on the economic side i can't really do anything about the health care side other than you know staying clean and staying home
7: and think about what's happening on the Go economic ahead. side, so all these all these small businesses are the ones taking a hit. and you know who is getting more power and more business? Those huge businesses like Amazon, you know uh, they are now consolidating the power and the wealth, and they are taking the market share now from the small business uh,
0: yeah, one hundred percent. um I know that myself and some other people around the state we've been pushing for the come and take out campaign that Representative Jeff Leach uh, kind of launched earlier this week to support like your local businesses and your local restaurants and then the staff there and your favorite drivers and your Uber or not Uber but your Uber Eats and uh DoorDash and just support all of the smaller contractors and the smaller companies that that we can um for now.
3: Yeah, because that they're they're really taking a big hit uh for sure mm-hmm. um and uh, and then gary uh tell us a little bit about la and phoenix arizona because you're, you're traveling around you were traveling around the country now you're hunkering down in la right
6: yeah i'm in santa barbara right now visiting my son so uh right before they put the shelter in place order in effect in austin i kind of figured they would do that so i completely disregarded it and drove across the country and I so I stopped in uh, Phoenix last week, and uh, the day after I got there, they closed all bars and restaurants. Only it's all only takeout, and every restaurant has to close by eight p.m. Uh, but it didn't. They didn't seem as concerned about it out there. Uh, when I went to L.A., though, different story. So on Wednesday, I drove around uh, the Beverly Hills area mainly, but I drove around to L.A. And I was conducting street interviews, and I also stopped by a few businesses from about 4 p.m. to 9, 9.30, and I noticed a a couple of things. There's a lot more people out here wearing those face masks, and some of them have the surgical, you know, the professional-grade face masks. There's not very many people outside at all except, you know, the occasional cyclist or jogger or someone walking their dog. All the gas station attendants, restaurant employees, everyone's wearing gloves uh the only place i went that seemed to be operating completely at normal was uh, a cvs in beverly hills and so i do have an interesting uh a thing I, I did here so i stopped by a bevmo and bevmo is in arizona and california and it's essentially the equivalent of specs in texas and they only allowed orders online through the phone or through their app for pickup And there was a 40 minute to an hour wait time. No one was allowed in the store. The doors are locked. They have tape marking the ground every six feet through the parking lot. So everyone's in this long line through the parking lot, six six feet apart from each other. And they only let one person in at a time. And then once they let one person in, they, they lock the door again, they prepare the order for you. There's one register open and you get your stuff and you go. And it was, there's sort of a similar thing happening, you know, at like grocery stores. In Texas, where they only let so many people in, but I mean, they are quite literally letting one person in at a time, and the line was massive. And uh, and also at the Santa Barbara out here, and uh, I mean, in Santa Barbara, the Home Depot out here, the same thing. There's a line right out the door. There's tape on the ground, and you know, it, business is very slow. But people are a lot more concerned about it out here than they are in Texas or even in Arizona.
3: Wow, and and so. In LA, is anyone at the beach?
6: No, Santa the Santa Monica Pier is completely closed. I stopped by there. I stopped by, um, oh man, I stopped somewhere else. And it, I mean, the parks are closed. The pier out, the, the Stearns Wharf in Santa Barbara is closed. The beaches are closed. Uh, the hotel I'm staying at, there's 10 people there. There's 10 other people at the hotel I'm staying at. And uh, it it's like, it's I feel like I'm in the shining. I'm like the only person in this place.
1: <laughs>
6: you know, and it's 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 really bizarre. The uh, the fitness center is open, but they 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 told me it's use at your own risk. So, you know, but I'm still using it. I'm fine, I'm not sick. And you know, but the the pool at the hotel's closed. It's just it's eerie.
3: All right, all right, our call in numbers 512 that's 512 Come and talk it. We come back from the break. I want to talk. I want to get back into those numbers. Uh, what are those numbers also? And talk about the mask you were talking about, Gary, because you said people are wearing masks, and you know yeah. there's way you're supposed to wear your mask. If the filter is out, you know that means one thing. If the filter is in, that means something else. I'm curious yeah. if everyone knows what that means. We're going to talk about that when we come back. Also, this is Michael Cargill and you are listening to come and talk
5: yo what's going on guys it's chat jones here and i get my gun news
3: from michael cargill on come and talk it
4: talk thirteen seven, the right choice
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It, and now here's Michael Cargill.
3: All right, so we're back, and we're talking about what's going on around the country, also the state. Man, have you guys noticed uh, some of the talk shows, like uh, the Daily Show and the news programs, how they're doing their social distancing, and um, you have, like, uh, one person will be at home doing the show, and the other is inside the studio. Man, those shows are really terrible. The like the quality, the quality of these shows is just not good. Like the Daily Show, the quality of the Daily Show is I
6: don't, I don't think they're any really good in the first place.
3: Well, yeah, garbage. Well, yeah, the Daily Show. He doesn't have his audience there anymore. So you know they're not you know clapping in the background. He doesn't. You know he has to be his own little hype guy and, and pump himself up. It's just man, it's just gone down to me. What do you think? Yeah, he
6: doesn't have that laugh track anymore.
3: <laughs> Nobody uh, knows when to laugh. <laughs> And then, um, man, uh, the uh, I was on Infowars this week, and they're like business as usual. They're pumping out their shows. Out, uh, Alex is is his normal self doing his show. That uh, they're uh, what is it, the War Room? Uh, talk to the Owen over there, and they're you know they're just man business as usual. What
7: do you think about that, Zach? Hey, they gotta keep it going, you know. That yeah, it doesn't surprise me for days
6: <laughs> i think i think alex jones is more worried about fighting that dui he just got
3: yeah
7: probably yeah
3: <laughs> although courts I'm are
6: talk- closed right now what is it courts i believe courts are closed at the moment so
3: yeah
6: he doesn't have to worry about that
3: yeah and then uh, what about filters so people are wearing filters you think they're wearing the filters correctly? What do you think?
6: The face mask. Right?
3: Yeah, like a face, face mask filter.
6: Well, when I went over to Home Depot, I brought my son with me and my son's mom. And, uh, you know, we had to put the, she wanted to put that the face mask on him. But I was like, I don't I don't think these do much. And she's like, yeah, I don't think they really do anything either. So, but yeah. it didn't end up fitting him anyway. So we didn't put it on.
7: Well, it depends on the one you get. If you get the one that the surgeons wear, those that is, are that is just getting, the surgeons. Yeah don't like drool or spit onto the and patients you actually there's need the, what they is have known the, as the n95 respirator mask. yeah they have
6: the face mask and it has the little uh is it a respirator is that what's attached to it
7: well no no i have one right here so basically
2: yeah this. well
6: yeah the, i think the one uh that my son's mom had was a little bit more you know high tech Oh wow. It had, it had something attached to the front of it, like a little square.
7: Like the filters that come out right here?
6: No, not that high tech, but a step above what you got.
7: Oh, the one square in the middle, yeah. I know that
6: one. Yeah, yeah, that one.
3: Well, I ha- I have my gas mask, so I'm good to go. You've
6: been wearing a <laughs> gas mask?
3: That's right, I wear a gas mask, you know. So I'm good.
6: <laughs> sell those at the shop? Say what? You sell those at the shop?
3: No, no, not at all. It's all about me. You know, I, I'm selfish. So I have my MREs, my meals uh, ready to eat from the military. You know, I'm prepared. I'm prepared to, to go the long route, how long this is going to take.
6: Are you a prepper?
3: That's right. I got my MREs. I'm ready. I got my bags of rice. Uh, oh, yeah. Great. You
6: probably have an old gunpowder cannon on top of your house, too, don't you?
3: Oh, I got a missile. <laughs> One of our employees came out, came out of the back. And he said, um, "He said, Michael, uh, why do we have a missile here?" I said, "Hey, you just never know. You just never know." <laughs> That's right. Oh, gotta be prepared for all cases.
6: Everything. You can't get any of that out here in California. I don't think they're selling guns out here anymore either.
3: So sad. Too bad. We'll see what happens. Down that the the Homeland Security's actually said that, hey. You know now they're a central business so we'll see if they open back up we'll see if California lets them do it
6: yeah I doubt it
3: yeah, cause that's a whole nother world you have to, you have to let us know since you're out there and see if you see the gun stores actually open back up again
6: yeah well I'm gonna go check them out I mean everything is closed big five sports is closed the fishing stores are closed there's nothing open at all
3: yeah and and which is crazy because whatever stuff that they were getting delivered to them, that means that stuff is being returned back to the distributor, you know. So man, that's who has that's, to
6: pay for that? Who has to pay for the return shipping?
3: Um, I don't know how they're going to work that out. Usually, they make the dealer pay for that.
6: Yeah, that's what I was thinking too.
3: Yeah, yeah. So that's that's going to be you know another craziness. Um, hey Zach, so once again, run those run those numbers down with us. Uh, the Corona numbers again.
7: Uh so yeah I actually looked at the numbers yesterday. So yesterday about 24 hours ago it was uh, like 660,000 total cases in the world. Now today we're up to 719,000. And wow. we lead those numbers here in the US with almost 140,000 confirmed cases. But when you look at these confirmed cases, when you look at it as a metric you're really not taking into account all the people that got mild symptoms and the uh, the silent carriers, as they or, say. Yeah, people that
6: didn't go so, to the doctor.
7: Yeah, people that didn't go get tested because, as we know, there was a shortage of tests uh, because it happened so quickly, and we just, you know, were not prepared for a pandemic like this. I've uh, been here a lot
6: people compare the numbers from <laughs> the U.S. to Italy, and I think that's a uh... – false comparison because first of all Italy's population skews a lot older and older people are more likely to die from this and also Italy's population is very dense they all live very close together and that's not how the United States is so I, I keep hearing that and I think it's a false comparison
3: except New York City boy man i tell you well yeah that's uh, different but yeah yeah and New York City's big difference big big time difference because uh you know with the, you have the subways and all that stuff man that's like that's right. got to be a nightmare for new york city
2: yeah
7: i wouldn't want to be there
2: no
3: <laughs> all right so um man felicia so you're hunkering down felicia
0: yeah there's nowhere to go i work from home so i've just been Here for weeks now. Have
3: you (laughs) you changed your your, your, like your routine around? Are you like trying to do like an exercise routine, and you know maybe you know do something, you know like schedule your day or whatever? Since you're inside, didn't
6: you just have a quarantine party two weeks ago?
3: Oh boy, hold on.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Um, I had people over on St. Patrick's Day. There were six of us, so we were under the limit of people (laughs) who could be in one place at one time.
6: Were you standing six
0: feet apart? Yeah, party favors were Purell wipes and there was Lysol on the table. So we were clean. Plus, they were all people that we'd all been around together anyway. So if one of us had it, we were already screwed. So might as well celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Um, yeah, so my gym shut down actually on St. Patrick's Day, too. So I just walk around the neighborhood, take it out of my house. Um, talk to my neighbors from our balcony. Um, I finished like three Netflix shows. Um, (laughs) and then just thankfully work is really busy because I do work for DOA and people are really worried about their second amendment rights. So that's been keeping me busy and monitoring our online community and, um, making sure people have questions to their answer or answers to their questions and, um, just kind of helping everyone stay sane, I guess.
3: Now, what are some of the things that people are asking you about as far as GOA?
0: So, definitely, they were really worried about um, gun stores being deemed essential. And then, thankfully, um, as we talked about earlier, you know, Ken Paxton released his opinion on Friday, um, thanks to um, Justin Burroughs. And then um, kind of what we talked about last week with the are you able to carry um, because it's a disaster, and we've been explaining that. Um, and then just making that, making sure that they're paying attention to the legislation that's going on nationally, because there's this one gun control bill that everyone's worried about. But you, we really need to make sure that they're not trying to slide in any short-term or minimal um, gun control measures, and like the stimulus bills and the legislation they're passing right now to try and aid the aid the country, make sure that they're not putting anything sneaky in there. So we're just staying on top of it.
3: All right. And I you know, the thing that's frustrated me about this whole process is I'm getting people that are calling us. We're actually getting the beginning of the week. It, we always get Mondays. We're getting 100 phone calls an hour right now. And, yeah. and that, that's how fast they're coming in. And people get so frustrated because we are not able to answer all, you know, answer all of the phone lines, which is just it's just impossible. But the questions I'm getting is people are sh- shocked and surprised the fact that you can't buy a gun and have a gun shipped directly to their house. You know their interpretation mm-hmm. of what the gun laws are. They're actually getting a crash course in it right now. They're shocked that they have to go in and do a background check. You know even if they're buying it online. And also if you don't have your license to carry handgun, the Knicks, they're not following the Brady Bill. The Knicks is mm-hmm. not delaying you three business days anymore. Right now they're delaying them till April april 15th or april you know 23rd uh so yeah. it, it, people are getting that crash course you know but hang in there guys you know hang in there this is going to be over soon and we'll be back to normal uh, before you before it's over as always more guns equals less crime you go out there and you buy yourself a gun you've been listening to come and talk it with michael cargill